everyone. Welcome back to the Figured Out Podcast. I'm Natasha. I'm Emma, and today we have Katiana in the studio. Welcome, Katiana. Thank you for having me. We are really excited to have you here today um, on another episode. Yeah, and honestly, you guys, Katiana is so amazing because we texted her this morning, mm. and we're like, hey, do you want to be on our podcast? And if so, does tonight work? And she's here. Yeah, we were like, Wednesdays are typically when we podcast, so next Wednesday, but also, what about this Wednesday? And she's like, I can make tonight work. <laughs> so thank you for coming on such short notice. Oh, thank you're, you. You're amazing. <laughs> so we are talking today about living abroad, and Katiana had an opportunity to do that a year ago, two years ago? Uh, yeah, I came back a year ago. A year so, ago. Wow. Well, welcome back. <laughs> um, so, Katiana, here are our fun facts about Katiana. I realized, like we said last week, we don't, we don't really like, talk about like applicable facts. No, these are the most random things you can know about a person. So, like, if someone walks up to you someday and is like, "Hey, I know like that you used to live where Emma and Natasha live," like, we're sorry because these are such random things to tell people. But random facts are just on brand to our podcast now. I think so. Yeah. Um, Natasha's the first one. Katiana, you, it lives now in the a building that we, not the building, but the, like the complex. In the complex that yeah. we used to live at. And that's just so funny to us. We're like, she's like, oh, I'm moving in here. And we're like, we were just there. Yeah. And number two, um, Katiana is so gracious, but she has a dog that was Brecken's first friend because when <laughs> I got Brecken, he like hated other dogs. And so Katiana took Wolfgang, who is another mini Aussie, and um, we went for a walk and it just was such a wonderful time. But now Brecken loves Wolfgang. Wolfgang tolerates Brecken. <laughs> Wolfgang loves him too. <laughs> uh, they're, they're funny. They're like little pals, you know, they, they yeah. just like hang out together. Um, also, Natasha and Katiana had a class together. Mm -hmm. How many years ago would that be now? Oh my goodness. Like five years ago? Four years Four ago? Four or five? Yeah. I think so. 2018, 2017. It was like that year. 2017, I think. Okay. Yeah. So it's been a while. That's, That's so funny. And like you guys didn't really know each other then, right? Mm -mm. No. We sat next to each other in like our critical well, thinking yeah, writing class. Yeah. yeah. We had two classes together because we had Spanish and then no critical way. thinking and right. writing. Oh. oh my goodness. Also, another random fun fact about Katiana, our life journey. No, we also randomly met at a grad party like after that what? of a mutual right. friend. So <laughs> I, I don't did, know. I don't think I heard about this. Yeah. It, um, I... I think it was just, well, yeah, it was just like this random time where I was like, oh, I think I know Katiana, but I couldn't even remember your name, but I was like, we had class together. It shows how well I was paying attention to <laughs> class, didn't even remember the people that were in there with me. But um, I don't know, it's just funny when you think back and now you're here. Um, and lastly, I personally think Katiana is like killer at like word games, mind games. I just think she's such a bright person. Mm -hmm. I, like Thanks. we play like four on a couch. That's like the ultimate youth group game, you know, like four on a couch. It, I would like when it was Katiana's turn because we were not on the same team the last time we played. I was like, ah, shoot, because she always knew who to call. So she's just a bright person, which leads me to my game of oh, the no. night. <laughs> and actually, I'm thinking tonight you guys are going to be on the same team. Oh, and we have seven riddles and you guys have to work through them and you have to get five right to win. Okay, I'm really happy you're Great. on my team. Not I'm not. Okay, they're not really. <laughs> you don't want to be on my team? I don't want to be on my team. <laughs> no, no. Okay, so now you guys work together. Okay. Um, here's the thing. So these are going to be riddles with the theme of countries because today is travel abroad podcast release day. And Katiana is here about living abroad. And Natasha is 
what I consider a traveler. You really enjoy traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, you used to do that a lot pre-pandemic, and you I know you hope to do it again. So we have a country traveler's theme. Some of them are, like, actual riddles. Some of them are joke riddles. I don't even know. Like, they make sense to me because I saw the answer. We'll see how this goes. We're just going to go with it uh, however it goes. And okay. to those okay, who are listening at home, yeah. play along. See if you can beat Tatiana and Natasha. All right. Number one. I'm worried. I'm I know worried you guys too. are nervous. I'm like holding my breath. I know like, you okay. guys are nervous, but I'm nervous. We'll start with that. I didn't study. <laughs> I know. You guys, you're going to hear the first question. You're going to be like, this is stupid. All right. Number one. I am the most slippery country in the world. Who am I? Antarctica? What? Is it like sure. slippery ice or mud? I'm like looking at Emma. I'm thinking I have no about idea. mud for some mud? reason. Okay. But no, it's probably ice. Which is slippier, Antarctica or the Arctic? Is that a stupid question? Not which is slippier, no. but like which is the Arctic a country? <laughs> oh, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't think it is. Well, let's go with Antarctica. Antarctica then. All right, you guys are gonna be very disappointed with me because it's Greece. Oh, these what? are stupid. <laughs> Greece. Oh <laughs> no. Alrighty, alrighty, all right. Number two. Wow. All right. Which country, if you remove the last letter, becomes a part of your body? Okay. I just lost, like, <laughs> I don't have, in my mind, oh, I'm no. like, I don't know, India? Like, that doesn't work. What, what would India, if you remove the um, last okay. letter, be? It doesn't. That's just the first, co- the only country that came to mind. But I would say China, because it could be Chin. I think that's a really good answer. But I don't think that's what Emma wants. Well, it's correct. Thank you. <laughs> China is correct. China hey! is correct. Nice job. I'm going to edit out that long pause. So for those listening, it seems like they got that a lot faster, but there was probably like 10 seconds of silence. Yep. All right. Next. I start with an E and end with an E. I have a whole country inside of me. What am I? Um, not Ethiopia, that ends with an A. I don't know. I don't, I wasn't actually good at geography. This isn't really geography. Um. Uh, I'm English? sorry. I, these Wait, make so much sense. It starts with the E and ends with the E. But has a whole country, country inside themed, of so me. So it might not be a country. That's Wait, it might not be a country. It's country it, themed. Country was in the, in the, in the. <laughs> could, could you repeat the question? <laughs> I start with an E and end with an E. I have whole, I'll read it this way. I have a whole countries inside of me. Europe? Correct. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. You're crushing this. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm just no. struggling. All right. Two for three so far. What is the fastest country in the world? Iran. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We don't like them right now. Russia. 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 (laughs) (laughs) That was so hesitant. Yeah. All right. All right. This is going great. (laughs) It's on me, guys. Not every game works. All right. It's okay. This this one is probably the hardest. Do you want it right now? Let's just get it it over over with. Yeah. But you might also get this. I am a five-letter word. Take away the first letter, and I am a country's name. Take away the first two letters, and I am the opposite of the five-letter word. Wait. This is I give this to Katiana. I cannot do that. What is it? Can you reread it? I am a five-letter word. Take away the first letter, and I am a country's name. Take away the first two letters, and I am the opposite of the five-letter word. 
So I'll be honest. I probably won't get this one. You're no matter on a, how you're long on a team. I think. Yeah, we're a team to talk. Okay. <laughs> so I may need like two days to figure this yeah. one out. <laughs> I think we can come back to it. Okay, I will not say this on air. And I will, whoever can text this to me first. Wins. Wins something. I will come up with a prize before the end of the podcast. And you guys have a five-day head start. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. We got See it. if you guys can beat Katya and Natasha. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay, we're done. <laughs> so I'm not good so at this. you guys, I Emma and I talk about this podcast a lot, the Becoming Something podcast. I don't know if you've listened to it, Katiana, but mm-hmm. at the beginning of their last episode, they did a push-up contest, and mm-hmm. I think that would have been easier than what we just did. Hmm. Yeah, I would. I would say that that was a really, really hard game. Sorry. It's okay. I thought these were easy because <laughs> I was seeing the answers, yeah. and that's what I said before we started. Yeah. I was like, I'm seeing the answers. Well, thanks for playing, ladies. Yeah. Sorry those were a little difficult. Um, yeah. Let's move <laughs> on. So first, we're talking about living abroad, and there was no riddles related to Scotland, but Scotland is where Katiana got to live abroad. Um, so why did you go over there, and what were your circumstances while you were there? Yeah, so I actually lived in the capital of Scotland, which is Edinburgh. Uh, I was finishing up my last semester um, at in college and all my classes were online so um I don't really know how to classify the trip because it wasn't like an official study abroad it wasn't tourism either because Mm -hmm. I was like well it wasn't vacation because I was still like doing doing school and such but uh yeah one of the reasons that I went there like I didn't really know much about Scotland before deciding Mm -hmm. to just go move there yeah. um, but one of my like my roommate for my first semester of college she decided to go and uh, start studying at the university over there so like when she invited me to spend a semester there I I couldn't say no yeah. so <laughs> I was like sure and I mean it worked out <laughs> yeah it worked so out. and then you had you you said it was interesting because you were there when the pandemic hit right Yes. So I flew in. I, I Everything's a bit of a blur, but it was within like a couple of days that they went, the UK went under like into their strictest lockdown. Mm-hmm. So all the shops were closed. There weren't any like touristy things that I could do in the first place. So I couldn't really tour Scotland. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, and how long were you there? Were you just there from January to April or I, May? I was there from January to May. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And was that cut short? Or were you planning on being there for the semester? So that was was mm-hmm. the whole semester. The original plan was only to be there till March. Oh. And then I like I got there and things were still like we were still in lockdown mm-hmm. until like the last week of April things started to get like yeah less less restricted I guess Mm -hmm. so I yeah I think it was like my first week there that I decided that I was going to extend the trip Mm -hmm. I it would have been pretty complicated for me to fly back anyways because they were under a strict lockdown Mm -hmm. yeah couldn't leave the house (laughs) or flat so I remember 
I don't know if I scrolled back on your Instagram when I followed your Wolfgang Instagram, but I remember seeing the video of when you got back and, like, him running to meet you at the airport, and it's just, like, the sweetest thing ever. Have you seen it, Tom? No, I don't think I have. I'll have to pull it up. Afterwards. I will have yeah. to watch that. I bet he's just so happy. It's one of my favorite videos. Oh, really sweet. So. That's so crazy. Okay, so before moving to Scotland, were you like, hey, I want to go abroad or I want to travel? Or was it just kind of a spontaneous decision a friend was over there? Or like, what was the process leading up to that? Yeah, so I've always been really interested in like history and languages and culture, Mm -hmm. um, specifically like British history. I like studied English lit lit in college. So I've always wanted to do that. I actually haven't traveled very much like in like, I don't really have that much travel experience. So it was a pretty last minute thing. I wasn't super like prepared like I didn't even think it was actually gonna happen Mm -hmm. because I did go during like the middle of the pandemic thing so I didn't really believe that I'd actually get over there until Mm -hmm. I like landed so that's so crazy Mm -hmm. I remember like because I was supposed to go to Spain the semester um but or semester yeah fall 2020 and waiting and waiting and waiting um to decide whether or not we were gonna go and just like that frustration mm-hmm. we were getting closer and closer and I think we were down to a month before we were supposed to be there and th- we hadn't even bought our tickets yet because they were just like we don't know if we can have you come and I think like what you said of like you don't even you can't hope to even be there until you touch down into that country is just kind of that feeling of like ah I just don't think we're gonna go and I don't want to mm-hmm. get excited about it but it's such a fun thing to anticipate. Yeah. Oh, that is really sad. I actually didn't buy my ticket until like a month and a half before I left. So there was <laughs> less okay, like time yeah. to anticipate the trip. But yeah. even then it was like, is this actually mm-hmm. going to happen? Mm-hmm. So in terms of per- er- yes, preparation, <laughs> whoa, in terms of preparation, in our anticipation, what did you do to prepare for going abroad? Like, how do you prepare for all the logistics of that? Yeah, so um, Americans are considered, I, I believe I am remembering this correctly, non-visa nationals. So, like, as an American, I am allowed to be in the UK for um, up to six months without needing a visa, um, so that... There wasn't really any paperwork that needed to be done there. That's really so nice, yeah. I'm glad I didn't have to deal with that. <laughs> I, I have dealt with visa paperwork for the UK before, but that is a different story. <laughs> uh, anyways, so there there is that aspect of it that I didn't really have to do that. Like, and there I know there, I'm sure there are other countries that even mm-hmm. like, US citizens have to go through like the visa process, even just to visit for under six months, or I don't know. Yeah. But then there's like the other like logistics of it, of like financing and like finances and budgeting. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to bring all my textbooks overseas oh my goodness. and like packing yeah. all that. And I didn't, I, I ended up landing in Edinburgh the day that my classes started because my, my flight was delayed. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even, I, I barely got my my book list in time because I was like I probably can't get them you know overseas Mm -hmm. because one of them had to be picked up from from the university campus but we got it so So, crazy it worked out how many suitcases did you bring I brought two carry-ons that's all Tosh she brought two carry-ons when you went to DC I'm so ashamed right now you only had two carry-ons and you brought your textbooks and I had a backpack (laughs) oh my gosh 
We don't need to talk about suitcases anymore. Wow. No, let's talk about it. No. Because Natasha took like two suitcases I could fit in with her backpack. And, and a carry-on. And my suitcases were overweight, and so I had to pay a lot of money to get them there and to get them back. Oh, I'm and, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. This is just incredible. I am going to talk with you before I pack to go anywhere now and just like, just walk me through how to pack well, because obviously I don't know how to, and I want to learn from you. Oh, I could do a podcast on that. We'll invite you back (laughs) and just be like, what do you need to pack? Sure. (laughs) It could be like a packing with Katiana series. And we'll like, you play it while you're packing for a trip. It should be like, first, (laughs) lay out your outfit. You have to fold them this way so you're best maximizing the space in the suitcase. But we don't have visuals because it's a podcast, so you have to explain it. (laughs) (laughs) And it'll just be like Katiana going, "Mm, you don't actually need that. (laughs) Nope, nope. Put it to the side. (laughs) You can survive without it. Yeah. So I say that I took two suitcases or mm-hmm. two carry-ons when I went there. Yeah, I had more than that when I came back. Oh. Mm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I would say, yes, that's true. But you also kind of have to plan how you're going to bring that stuff back with you. Mm-hmm. That's fair. But like a lot of things like I didn't have to pack because like I can pretty much buy most things that I could buy here. Yeah. So I didn't need to pack like tons of toothpaste because I can just buy new toothpaste there right so that's true and were you already going to live with your friend when you moved over there or did you have to find housing when you moved over I was already going to uh move in with my friend and like her her friend so I had a built-in community from like day one which is so amazing so I didn't really have to figure that out I think I had a little bit of say they all like toured flats and like would send me videos Mm -hmm. And I didn't really have a preference because I was just super excited to be there. Mm-hmm. One of the best parts of over there is they call apartments flats. And that just sounds so much better than apartment. It does. Also, it's just so much easier to say. The flat. Oh, The I know. apartment. Sometimes I, I still say flat. Like if okay. I'm texting and it's just, it's too many words to say apartment. Are there any little things like that besides flat? I guess where Sorry. you're like, it comes back. Yes. I want to hear them. <laughs> no, I was just thinking about, I just said it's too many words. It's too many letters. Sorry. I, just, I, have, to, I have to apologize for that. Um, not, not very much now since I've been back here. Um, but there are like a lot of different words like jumper is like what they would use for like what what they would say for like sweater oh um, weird <laughs> that's in harry potter mommy yeah. have you seen my jumper <laughs> exactly and she goes no jenny it's on the cat <laughs> or yes jenny it's on the cat. actually there are so in the uk they call eggplants aubergines and zucchinis are called courgettes those what? are like that's I, not even close. I well, it's closer to the French, I think. Oh. I don't know. That's what I've heard. <laughs> that's so funny. Wait, what is eggplant? Aubergine. Aubergine. That's such a beautiful sound. And then we're just like eggplant. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes I still use those. That's funny. You do, does eggplant often come up in conversation? Not really. <laughs> and uh, what's the other one? Courgette. Courgette. Wait, what was I think it that's for? how you pronounce it. It's zucchini. Zucchini. I I, use, I think zucchini is such a cool word though. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, not really. Okay, then. Um, um, okay, so I guess, like, I've only traveled abroad. I haven't, like, actually lived there, if that makes sense. And what would you say was the hardest part of, like, actually moving abroad? 
did you go through culture shock or I don't know, like what was that process like when you landed and you were like, I'm going to be here for the next three to four months? Like, was that just a different feeling? It was very, a, a very foreign feeling. Yeah. Um, I guess like preparing to leave, I like had the expectation I had to prepare mm-hmm. that like I was leaving stuff behind and that it was going to be more difficult to stay like in contact with people mm-hmm. back home. Um, and I think having that expectation and also recognizing that there probably would be some culture shock, I, I feel like made my transition mm-hmm. like to moving there pretty easy. Yeah. So they, since they do speak English there, I think there kind of isn't like the expectation that the culture is going to be mm-hmm. different, but like, mm-hmm. and like the UK is pretty similar to the US in yeah. a lot of ways, but then there's other ways like in history mm-hmm. and culture and just their hobbies and there are a lot of things that are very different like even the way they like they carry themselves and like I felt like and I'm I I've always considered myself a more quiet person and even like definitely back then but even then I felt like embarrassed about how obviously American I was Mm. because like people would just know that I was American I'm like I haven't even said anything yet Mm -hmm. that's just by how you carried yourself or how you spoke or they just I don't they, they just, just knew. Knew. sniff them out it was so weird and like I definitely I don't know wasn't prepared for that part um but and at the same wait what sorry what was your original question I think just like yeah the transition of like moving abroad of like I don't know difficult themes about that I forgot what my original question was yeah. so sorry and like culture shock like yeah transportation I bet was that different over there too and we just not used to that or how I don't even know how they get around so <laughs> they I, I, again, only have really been to, like, the UK, so I don't really, can't speak for other countries, but it's, everything is so walkable Mm -hmm. that people just walk everywhere. Like, I would walk two miles, like, to the grocery store and then walk two miles back, and that was totally reasonable. Uphill both ways? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Well, it's, well, it's kind of flat, but not as flat as Minnesota. (laughs) Kind of a funny story about walking uphill both ways. Our roommate biked to work today, and we were talking to her about about it, and she was like, "Yeah, but there's a hill," and so she was like, "It was really hard because she was it was really hard because there was a hill." And then I was like, "Oh, well, was it easy going down then when you came back?" She goes, "No, it was a dip, so you had to go up and then down." And it just made me think of that. Okay, like transportation. So one of my sisters lived in Belgium for a year and she like had to use the trains to get everywhere. I don't know if like if Scotland set up the same way, but she would just say like they would be stranded places because the metro wouldn't arrive or like the trains wouldn't come. And I don't know if this was just a Belgium thing or if it's like a Europe thing, but like there was one night where she was actually stranded in another city Mm -hmm. because she couldn't get back. They just shut down the line and we're like, we're not going to run another train tonight. And they, she and her friends were all counting on this to be able to get back. And they had to call like their host family and be like, hey, we're in this random place like an hour away and then they had to have someone come oh. and get them anyways and oh. i don't know if that's like a common issue or it's just a just an issue there I but ho- i hope that's just a one-time okay. issue <laughs> yeah the uk is i i believe at least this is true um pretty like no well known for their reli- reliable they punctual? Yeah. yeah i think they've like their buses have 
won like awards or something. I don't know. Do oh, buses okay. win awards? <laughs> so they're like compared to Belgium, so probably <laughs> they have a, a pretty good uh, public transportation system. There's like one bus that I just would not want to take because they would always be late. But then the other ones would refine. All right, so there is a huge difference between taking, like, a vacation to a different country, but then also just living in a different country. Like, those are very different situations. Like, what does the day-to-day look like there when you were just living there versus, I mean, when you're on a, when yeah. you're on a vacation, you're like, break, breakfast at a at this restaurant, and then we're going to hike here, and then we're going to go see this and that. Was it very different than that because it was just your normal day there? It was very different. <laughs> I would say my day-to-day wasn't that different than, like, living, like, here day-to-day. Mm-hmm. I would, like, get up. My flat, my flatmates, we would have, like, Bible studies, like, mm-hmm. 8 a.m. So that was kind of, like, part of the schedule. Um, my classes were actually in the evenings because of the time difference. Oh, oh, yeah. So my days were a bit backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a lot of hikes and just walking around the city, a lot of, like, roast dinners and been playing chess a lot Ooh. so just kind of things that we did to fill the day at least that's what my experience was like but we also didn't really have places that we could go because everything was closed mm-hmm. so yeah did you ever wake up and you're like oh my goodness I'm in Scotland <laughs> all the time <laughs> forget like sometimes when I go to my friend's house I wake up and I'm like where am I I bet it was like whoa I'm in a different country all of a sudden yeah it was definitely like that mm-hmm. that's funny would you say you felt like you grew a lot during your time there? Because that's such a different experience. Like you're taking yourself out of everything that's like this your comfort zone, or at least how I think of it. And maybe you're like, no, I, I was able to roll with the punches really easily. But did you find yourself like growing a lot in different ways? Or how did that change you, I guess? Or if it did at all? Yeah, I think I grew a lot um, in that semester. Um, I think... Yeah, I was able to get out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. a lot. I, I still looking back, I, I wish I would have said yes to more things um, and just tried new things. I tried to try new things more often, but there weren't always the opportunities to do that. I will say one of the kind of going back to the previous question about one of the like some of the challenges of living abroad was like loneliness. Like mm-hmm. I even went to like visit a friend who who lives there and still like it, it was very interesting and difficult mm-hmm. to navigate that because like I'm I'm leaving pretty much everything that I know but then I'm living with people who they already have their community mm-hmm. and they haven't like uprooted anything yeah. really mm-hmm. so that was really interesting mm-hmm. and I think was I credit that to a lot of growth that happened yeah that's so experience. interesting in D.C., like, I remember there was this one time where a friend from high school who lives out there, he, I would have the chance to visit him. And it was such a, like, un, like, I can't describe the feeling of relief of just knowing someone that, like, already knew me, if that makes sense. And that was, like, mm-hmm. from home. And it just was like, oh, I don't have to try with you at all. And even though, like, I love D.C., I love the people that I met out there, it was just such a, like, oh, it, there's so much going on all the time. And you don't have, like, that 
I don't know how to explain it, but like the depth of relationships that you do when you're, you have, you know, years of history with people. And so that one time it was just like this sense of relief that I don't mm-hmm. even know how to explain. I almost like just started crying right in front of him because I was yeah, so like just, familiar. yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. like it where it's like, you're so thankful for the community you have there, but there is like that sense of loneliness mm-hmm. when you're just away from home. Yeah. Well, and it was always like kind of maybe sad because I can't just like take a plane ride to like yeah. have <laughs> a day trip to go spend time with my dog mm-hmm. or yeah. anything familiar. Yeah, no, that's super legitimate. And so going off that, how was managing relationships with, like, your family and your friends and people back home while you were out there? But, like, that's not easy when you're trying to invest in a community, but also you want to uphold community back home. It's just a difficult situation, I bet. Yeah, it was a bit tricky, I guess. I I think because I did go abroad during like the middle of the pandemic, the end of pandemic, we were already like pretty used to like having to communicate like not mm-hmm. in person. So mm-hmm. it, it didn't really seem all that different. Okay. Like I definitely had to, well, almost like focus on like prioritizing, I guess the, the people that I was in community with that I was like spending every day with. Cause like naturally when you're talking to people and you're like, over text or over Snapchat, mm-hmm. it's not going to be necessarily the community that you need. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was obviously like trying to balance like keeping those relationships back home, but also not having that hinder my ability to make community mm-hmm. where I currently was. Yeah, and I suppose a time change, a time difference in there makes that even more difficult. That too. <laughs> <laughs> what what was the what's the time difference between here in Minnesota and out there? Oh, I think. I think it's like five or six hours. I can't remember because they mm-hmm. have their daylight savings time like an, a week before or something. So what? there's one period of like one week that the time difference is greater or not as great. I don't know. That's I don't so know how I don't know how time difference works. I, I've seen that on like my calendars that I have, like my my planner. It's like UK daylight savings and stuff like that yeah. i never knew that why wow the same <laughs> i like why does daylight savings need to exist that's the real question not for this podcast though <laughs> oh yeah i almost showed up late to my class because i didn't realize that the time difference oh. was it had changed for the uk but it hadn't yeah. changed for minnesota so that's tricky that was, actually well, that would be such a funny email to send your professor. I'm so sorry. <laughs> daylight saving. Well, time differences, I think, are just tricky. Like, the other day, you and I, you were, like, scheduling meetings mm-hmm. for D.C. Because you were going out to D.C., which is one hour ahead. Yeah. But you were scheduling, putting them on a calendar here. But you're like, will it sink? Or it was just, like... It's the bane of my life right now. The like, pain of her life. <laughs> Just because it's connected to work. No, that's not true. It's just, it's so, it's so much pressure if you schedule something incorrectly. And I know it's only an hour time change. Mm -hmm. But what if I make a mistake? And what if I tell them what I have available on the calendar is central time and then they overlap and it just keeps me up at night. Anyways. Oh, that's what you're up at night thinking about. (laughs) Yes. It's such a stupid thing to be worried about. Anyways. Uh, Um, Okay. So like coming home, was that a huge adjustment in itself because I don't know like it it, yeah speak to that (laughs) (laughs) so I would say that the adjustment to coming back to America was 
definitely more difficult than mm-hmm. the culture shock that I experienced mm-hmm. going there. Because when I was planning for the trip, there's all this anticipation about yeah. all these things that are uh, that I'm going to do and places I'm going to see. And then, and I'm like thinking about that. Well, in my case, it was only like a month and a half in advance. <laughs> um, but when I was planning and preparing to go back home, I like tried not to think about it until I was on the plane and actually had to go mm-hmm. home. So when I actually arrived back in America, I was like not prepared for it because I didn't want to cut my time short in Scotland at all. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't think about how things were going to be different. And it gave me a new perspective on how I view culture in America hmm. or specifically Minnesota because even culture, like it, it changes within states, within cities. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was very like surprised how boisterous the U.S. can sometimes be. Like the U.K., people tend to be very reserved. Mm-hmm. Like I can go to a grocery store. I know no one's going to speak to me. And then I come back home. And like I think it was <laughs> when I was waiting like at the for my luggage or something and the person next to me just like starts talking to me i'm like it is 10 p.m i have been awake for over 24 hours well even if i hadn't been awake for that long i still wouldn't have wanted to like I, have a conversation with this random person exactly i wasn't prepared for that and it made me uncomfortable so interesting would you say too like when you're leaving to go to scotland it's like oh i know that things are going to change but maybe I don't know, like, when my sister came back from Belgium, she's like, I wasn't expecting things to be different when I came home. And, like, there was never this mental preparation of, like, oh, I've changed as a person. But then also, like, time has gone by since being gone. And, um, you know, like, people are just in a different place than they were. But you don't necessarily prepare for that because you're coming home. And so you expect it to be, like, the same as when you left. I don't know. Did you experience that at all? Or do you think that was part of it? Yeah, I would definitely have to agree. I definitely had a similar experience mm-hmm. yeah things I mean weren't like drastically different I was only gone for like what, four months but yeah it was like oh these people don't live here again like I also came back right after I'd graduated yeah so and I think that had to do with a lot of things like why so many things did change so that makes sense know. kind of a lot on top of each mm-hmm. other I don't know how to smoothly ask this but was Brexit a thing when you were over there or was that all like buckled up dead and gone by the time oh oh i I was wondering if we were gonna make it through the podcast without ever bringing up brexit because it was just like i don't think people even know about this okay later yeah earlier life (laughs) i should have done my research because i really hope that what i am saying is correct but i believe that was still going on because brexit happened like they voted for it several years ago like it was it's been a long time coming so i think it was beginning to kind of like actually be implemented it was really interesting to learn about like scottish politics as well like Hmm. that was also a bit of culture shock Mm -hmm. because that's different but one of so my roommate that actually from the u.s that i went to go live with in the uk she is a european citizen Hmm. as well because she's dual citizenship. And so she had to, while I was living there, she had to go through something with like immigration so that she would be able to stay because she didn't have to apply for a visa because she was already like a part of the EU. Hmm. But because Brexit happened, they had to, she had to like 
apply I don't remember what the, the term is something that would allow her to stay and not have to mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm saying so yes I, there's definitely like aftermath I don't know yeah. maybe that's not the right word I don't know Brexit I just did a huge project on Brexit and the whole time I was talking on it I was like this could be wrong you know what I mean? like it was just, it changed, changed all the time all the time mm-hmm. and it was just like I still don't understand it and I spent like a whole semester researching it mm-hmm. it's so complicated so I had to ask I just had to throw it in there yeah I don't know the details of it but I, I yeah yeah it's all good but yeah. I just had to ask <laughs> anyways let's move on from politics because because we can't if, answer any of them. Yeah, because we don't know anything <laughs> about it. All right. Um, what, so, like, let's say, I'm going to combine these two questions of what advice would you give to someone who is going to move to another country, and does that cors- correlate with something, like, what would you do differently? Well, I think advice that I would give, and something that, at the same time, I think I could have done better, and if, like, I were to go and have, like, the same experience would have, I guess, you know, what I would have done differently is being more intentional with the community that I had. Like, I think it was difficult because I went over there and I knew that, well, first of all, I couldn't stay there past for more than six months. So mm-hmm. I was going to be there relatively, sh- like, short term. Yeah. And I think that may have kind of played in a role of, like, why, what's the motivation for me to, like, I hope this doesn't contradict what I've said earlier. <laughs> I don't know. My brain's all over the place. Um, but just hoping that that wouldn't um, prevent me from investing into those relationships because I think sometimes it's difficult of being in a place temporarily. Like what's the value in building those relationships when you're just going to have to leave? Mm-hmm. That makes saying goodbye more difficult. And I think I would have liked to... I don't know, but been more aware of that. And I wish I would have been like more intentional with that community mm-hmm. and not let my short time there. Mm-hmm. Like deterred you from that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I wish I could have just like, I, I guess what I would have done differently is just be able to be involved with that community without mm-hmm. thinking like, oh, I'm going to be leaving in like a few months. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's so true. It's really good advice. Mm-hmm. On top of that, saying yes more often and like doing like more things getting out of comfort zone mm-hmm. trying new food and anything else that i don't know mm-hmm. yeah. yeah one of my friends um moved to china last fall and she's teaching over there and they just got out of like lockdown they've been in lockdown for 61 days you guys but she's been trying all of these different recipes and like her neighbors have been coming over and they've been like, all right, we're going to teach you how to make like these super authentic Chinese dishes. And she's just like, Natasha, I don't even know what I'm eating. But like, I've just been so amazed because she's just embraced it. And I think the idea of like saying yes uh, and like obviously making the most of a really tough situation of not being able to even really leave the apartment. But I don't know. It's just like, that's so cool. Like she's going to come back with such a different experience because she's just like I could have chosen to like draw back from this because it's been so hard but instead she's like I'm just gonna press into it and as much Mm -hmm. like that I can live super connected super I don't know like open to ideas Mm -hmm. she's done that and it's been really cool watching that Mm -hmm. but I don't know that's cool what's so interesting is your experience in Scotland is is like you have probably a lot of similarities and you could share like Mm -hmm. relate to people but like is so different than her experience in China, which is so different than Sienna's experience in Belgium, which, like, 
factory you go to, it's like so different. And that's like mm-hmm. what's so cool about the world too. Yeah. It's just that there's such a different, like wherever you go, like you're experiencing a different world basically. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. I know. I think like you, Sienna, and my friend Ashley could probably all sit down and have like things you can relate to about, but then also like things that are just so drastically different, mm-hmm. which would mm-hmm. be so fun for you guys to hear from each other. And like, learn, I don't know. I think that's so cool. Yeah. So would you go back? Definitely. I've already been back once. Yeah, yeah. you so. like bought tickets, right? Like a week before or something like that. I just yeah. got on a plane. That's so cool. Oh, inspir- inspiring. <laughs> I tend to do spontaneous things, if you have not noticed. Hey, that's okay. Yeah, you're here recording with us. <laughs> <laughs> and we appreciate that. Um, as we wrap up, like we always do on our podcasts, what is something in life you're currently figuring out? It doesn't have to be related to the topic at all. It can be, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah, I think currently I've been trying to, like, navigate, like, my, like, future, like, job, career, and, like, all of that. Because mm-hmm. I'm still a rather like, recent graduate. So just thinking about what will the next, like, and maybe I'm thinking way too much, in, like, far in the future and need to be content with, like, today. But, like, what are my hopes for what that will look like and like who do I want to be um, what do I want to be doing and like mm-hmm. what steps can I like I guess yeah take and like what do I do in the meantime and being mm-hmm. just wise with the time that and the just the season of life that I'm yeah. in right now awesome mm-hmm. I feel like lots of people can relate yep. to that yep. definitely and I think it's like a lifetime thing that I'm gonna have to like it's you know not something I can immediately figure out and it's gonna take a while but yeah I'm excited mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you're doing a really good job, just as a point of encouragement. Like, you, I think a lot of times people are like, oh, I haven't figured this out yet. And so they get stuck in that. But I'm always so impressed by, number one, just like, Katya, you're probably one of the most joyful people I've ever met. But then also you're like, yeah, I'm going to go to Scotland again. Or like, I'm just going to do this. And like, I think that's such a fun place to be. And like, seeing you say, hey, maybe I don't have this figured out. But like, it's not stopping me from living like the day in and day out and really enjoying and investing in that. So that's really cool. And it's been fun to see your friend do that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes, yeah, such a joy. Katiana is like, she embraces like these small things too. Like this weekend, so it's already passed. Sorry, everyone. We're having a cheese party and we're so excited. Yep. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time to wrap up. But Katiana, thank you so much for joining us um, on such short notice um, to share your experiences living abroad. It was great to hear of. And I'm so ex- like, I just want to go like travel now. So. Thank you for the inspiration. But thank you so much for being here. Uh, Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll catch you back next week.